I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike. This is episode 15. Uh, we've made it this far. That's pretty good. Uh, hopefully we'll do many, many episodes uh, more. Listen, in this segment, we're going to talk about uh, medical marijuana, pharmacies, cannabis. Uh, but first, I want to let you know, I just got a text message from a friend of mine out in Washington. On Wednesday, there is going to be a briefing before the entire House of Representatives, uh, also the Senate. This briefing will be... Uh, We'll be touching on uh, the events which took place late last week in Iran. Now, what's interesting about this, first off, it's the full house will be addressed, uh, and it is the four individuals doing the addressing uh, and getting uh, your representatives uh, and senators up to speed. Let me read to you the names of those folks participating in this briefing coming up up on, up on Wednesday. And I've also asked uh, producer Amy to reach out to all of uh, the members of Congress from Utah uh, to talk to us following the briefing. Here is who will be giving the information to our House members uh, on Wednesday about what took place in Iran. That's number one, Mike Pompeo, Secretary of State, then Secretary of Defense Mark Esper, and then Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley and CIA Director Gina Haspel. Uh, those four folks know what's going on. They know exactly what's going on. They were witnesses to it, uh, and they will be informing uh, the House members as well as the senators on Wednesday. We'll do what we can to speak to all of Utah's uh, federally uh, federal representatives on Wednesday, and hopefully we'll have a better understanding of what went on. Some of the the claims made against uh, the president have been, well, why didn't you talk to Congress first? And it was Secretary of State uh, Mike Pompeo, who will be participating in this briefing on Wednesday, who asserted, listen, we were well within the law. There was imminent danger being posed by this individual. And for that reason, uh, Trump had the authority to kill uh, Commander Soleimani. So that's all a uh, tangent. I, I'm sorry for that to, to, to take away from this uh, cannabis topic we're talking about right now. But Wednesday, be sure to tune in. We're going to be getting some more detailed information on what took place in Iran last week. My guest, this segment from Columbia care. Uh, Adam Goers is the vice president of corporate affairs uh, there at Columbia Care. It's an outfit in Springville, uh, Utah, and is the recipient of one of these uh, new cannabis uh, licenses. Sir, I'm grateful to you for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely. It's great to be with you, Lee. And uh, Columbia Care is very excited uh, to be uh, here serving the people in Utah. Tell us about your business. What is it that you do and what is it that you hope to do? Well, uh, first and foremost, Columbia Care is a national uh, medical cannabis uh, company. Uh, Utah will be the 16th market in the country that we are present in. And one of the things that uh, uh, has really made us so excited about uh, being in Utah is the real medical focus uh, of this program. And Columbia Care, uh, in many of our operations across the country, uh, utilize pharmacists um, as the as the as the folks that are dispensing this life changing medicine to folks, and so we'll be doing the same uh, in Utah. Um, we also have plans to be producing our pharmaceutical quality uh, cannabis products uh, in in uh, an award that we're expecting and hopeful will be made for a processing license. Um, and so, ultimately, patients in Utah 
will know that when they come to a Columbia Care facility, they're going to get the best uh, possible consultation and care and also industry-leading pharmaceutical quality cannabis products. Well, what, uh, how have you been received as you've entered into this market? Well, one, I want to thank the regulators um, and the policymakers in Utah for putting together a very thoughtful program. Uh, you know, certainly this is the first time that Utah has gone through this, um, but many other states have also had their first time going through it. Uh, and we're really impressed with uh, the process uh, that Utah put forward. Uh, we think that they uh, had a thoughtful examination of the different companies. Uh, and we're grateful and honored uh, that they thought that Columbia Care um, rose uh, to the level that they've uh, offered us, uh, you know, the intent that they're going to be awarding us a dispensary license. So uh, bravo um, to the good people uh, running this process in the state. Back in December of 2018, the Utah House, Utah lawmakers passed a House Bill 3001. That's the Utah Medical Cannabis Act mm-hmm. that called for the Department of Health to start this uh, program, which would issue these types of licenses. Uh, we learned in the headlines on Friday that there have been 14 such licenses uh, handed down and selected. Uh, and my question to you is, what does a company such as yours have to go through? What do you have to demonstrate to the state to be qualified to receive one of these licenses? Well, certainly we think it's our experience um, and our ability and proven track record at, at doing this. And really that focus on, on patients uh, being able to offer a better standard of care, um, as well as having all the things that are important to the community that we're going to serve, um, which is not only uh, doing it the best, but also protecting those that are around us. So we're honored to have a you know very distinguished group of Utah um uh, folks on our advisory board, and they span the you know the gamut from those with the you know great background in you know in policing and security because we want to make sure that the community around us feels secure, but also it's our commitment to research and community investment um, that we think uh, shown through, um, and that's ultimately uh, you know an important part of kind of how Columbia Care operates around the country. So we're really excited to bring that model uh, to Utah. Talk to us a, a bit about security. Uh, we are, as you have said, we're the 16th state to get in on this uh, type of business. It's not something that uh, we're very well familiar with here. And if I'm honest, I, I bet you there are a number of folks around the community who are a little bit leery of something like this. Uh, they hear marijuana and cannabis and they think, oh, sure. man, it's a here comes the riffraff. W- what is security like and what are what are your expected relationships to, to be with the community? Sure. Well, I'll tell you that um, that this is really for patients, and um, and if you are accessing this life changing uh, treatment option, it's probably because you're quite sick. I'll give you a comparable to you know one of the other markets that we operate in in New York. Our average patient is 57 years old, and it's a woman, and she's sick. Um, so I think what the community as a whole should recognize is that, you know, to dispel any rumors that you know, this is a real um, program where you need a real bona fide physician uh, that makes a recommendation. Um, and then ultimately you're coming to, you know, a dispensary that looks more uh, is, is more along the lines of a of a specialty doctor's office for look and feel than it is uh, for uh um, you know, the, the idea of what maybe a dispensary looks like. Um, you know, our big concern is making sure we have enough handicapped parking spots out front. Um, and so ultimately, I think that 
um, you know, with time, and we'll be doing a lot of education and so forth, uh, that community members are going to real, realize that this is an additive benefit uh, to their neighborhood and to their community and not, uh, not a negative. Does a place like this build up or take away from a community? Property values to folks like that making considerations uh, about where to live. Is it uh, is this a safe place to live? Sure. Well, let, let me t- let me say this: that first and foremost, we've only you know our proposed location um, is a place that community leaders wanted us to be, and certainly we go through that process very carefully and have spoken to a number of stakeholders in and around the area and throughout the state um, to make sure that it's in the best possible place. So. We've also applauded the, you know, Utah policymakers for, you know, being very thoughtful in the way that they've approached zoning on this. Um, and so uh, if we've seen some studies that have come out of other states, this can actually be an additive part um, to um, property values. Because remember that the folks that are working there are, you know, pharmacists, yeah. um, well-paid pharmacists, pharmacy technicians and so forth. And most and many of these are uh, positions that require a college degree or an advanced degree. Um, they're well paid. Um, so in that regard, we're, we're offering jobs, uh, to the community, but these are medical, these are medical, uh, you know, type of jobs. This is not, um, you know, something that's going to be a drag on the community, but rather is a really, uh, is a strong economic impact opportunity, which I think is a story, um, that we told very well. Um, in our application, I think that's one of the reasons why the state chose us. Sure, a- absolutely. Uh, you, you entered into a process. You were deemed uh, uh, worthy of this license, and you've received it. Uh, and I look forward to seeing how uh, you, how things go as you come and become a member of this uh, new community, uh, a new neighbor in the business community. Uh, I'm grateful to you for your time. Our guest uh, this segment has been Adam Goers, the Vice President of Corporate Affairs at Columbia Care. Uh, that's a company uh, which has received a license to engage in uh, medical cannabis business uh, in Springville, uh, a, a license handed down by the Utah Department of Health following the Utah Medical Cannabis Act. This will all take effect in March of this year, and uh, we're going to see how it goes. It's new uh, for us all, and as the, the gentleman said, uh, the, the type of folks that patronize these businesses are the sick. And uh, we're going to do what we can to, to help the sick, I guess. We'll never turn away uh, 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 a source of relief. So that uh, is that. For that, we're going to keep an eye on that. When March comes, we'll see uh, what happens when the ribbons are cut and the doors are open. Uh, all of that, uh, we're going to keep a close, close eye on. In our next segment, we're going to speak about a silly story from my past. In 1996, at a police auction, I bought a prosthetic leg. Uh, and I'll give you the full details on that absurd story next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, You need to give us your phone and Get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.